Let's bring in the chairman and chief executive officer at Mattel. Inan Kreis is joining us this afternoon. Inan, thanks so much for being here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Good to be here. There's a lot going on in your company right now, Inan. There's a quarantine period where people got to find ways to stay entertained. There's a future as you guys are looking to develop new types of avenues for your brands. What are you most excited about right now? Well, let me start by saying that this was a very strong quarter for the company with our best performance in years. We're seeing high demand by consumers and another, another milestone year for the company. For the second consecutive quarter, we achieved double-digit sales increase. We grew ahead of the industry and gained market share globally. Our results exceeded expectations on many levels with the highest fourth quarter growth in 15 years. And we saw a very large increase in profitability with our full year operating income that was more than two and a half times higher than last year. But this is not just about the quarter or the year. It's about a multi-year strategy that is progressing very well, which puts us in a very good position to continue to increase profitability and accelerate our growth in 2021 and beyond. You went even beyond what the street was looking for in terms of your earnings and uh, the climb in terms of the bottom line is very unique among your group. According to uh, data compiled by Bloomberg, you were in the 90th percentile of bottom line growth. The top line a little bit slower compared to peers, but it seems right now you know, on what you're describing is a priority about profitability because you've also got debt that you want to keep paying down. Am I right? That's right. So on profitability, we made significant progress over the last three years. We increased our EBITDA by, more, by almost $600 million. We grew our gross margin by more than 1,100 basis points and had 10 consecutive quarters of improving our gross margin. And also our cash flow improved by, by almost $500 million, $488 million to be exact, over the last three years. So very meaningful progress on profitability, cash, and improving overall our financial standing. We reduced our leverage ratio from 25 in 2017 to four in 2020. So very good progress across the board. And now we're looking to accelerate our top line growth. We just guided to a mid single digit growth for the full year in 2021, and also uh, provided goals for 22 and 23 to maintain that level of growth. So we are looking to accelerate uh, growth momentum after two years of consecutive uh, increase. You mentioned the changes to the leverage ratio, something that investors and ratings agencies alike both like to see. S&P has put you on ratings watch. It seems like that would probably be for an upgrade. I'm curious if you have any details on that and on. Do you expect uh, ratings upgrades and credit uh, improvements coming? Well, we have seen consistent, steady improvement in our cash flow over the last, over the last three years. Going forward, we will, we will be focused on converting a, an even increased uh, percentage of EBITDA into free cash flow. And as previously stated, uh, we intend to utilize excess uh, free, cash, uh, uh, free cash flow to reduce our debt in the near term. Uh, given our expectation for uh, a higher EBITDA, uh, utilizing our cash uh, to uh, reduce debt, we expect that our leverage ratio will continue to improve as we work our way towards an investment grade uh, rating. What comes as you pay down that debt in on? Does it for you to 
be more nimble if you want to uh, take on further uh, new uh, debt later on? Is it for you to give money to uh, uh, shareholders via dividend hikes or buybacks? What's the plan once you move through this, what I see, correct me if I'm wrong, but the latest about $3 billion, a little under that in terms of total debt of, of all forms. Once you get through that and pay it and have that ratio, those leverage ratios improved, then what do you want to do with that money? Should we expect dividends on the horizon? Well, more than anything, it gives us optionality. We're going to do the right thing by the shareholders and the right thing by the company. Our goal is to transform Mattel into an IP-driven, high-performing toy company. We are well on our way to uh, uh, achieve that with a strategy that is progressing uh, very, you know, very well. And so as part of that, managing the company's balance sheet is part of that approach, and we're going to do the right thing to optimize shareholder return. In terms of that high-powered growth, where do you see that coming from? I know that there's been talk about new forms of uh, brand utilization via movies, the Barbie movie. I think that's still happening. I don't know, you know, with theaters closed, what's the plan for that? And on? I know that was a big deal for investors when they heard you guys were going down the movie route. Uh, can you give us an update with the theater problems right now? Sure. Well, let's start by saying we have a tremendous opportunity to grow within the toy side of the company. Okay. We're seeing continued momentum with our power brands, especially Barbie and Hot Wheels. We are bringing back catalog IP uh, that, have, uh, that, that have existing uh, fan base, such as Masters of the Universe. We are looking to form new partnerships with major entertainment companies. There's new innovation that is coming out of Mattel. We're also very focused on e-commerce, online retail, and our own direct-to-consumer business. And as you said, uh, in the mid to long term, we have a very exciting opportunity to extend our intellectual property into highly accretive business verticals that are direct, directly adjacent to the toy industry. We own one of the strongest catalogs in the world for, film, uh, for family uh, and children's entertainment. And that gives us um, a very exciting uh, opportunity to commercialize our brands in other ways. We did announce 11 uh, motion picture projects to date, all with major talent, a uh, very uh, strong uh, partnership with the major studios, some of, some of the most prolific uh, filmmakers of our time, of mm -hmm. our generation. Uh, the Barbie project is one of them. Uh, it's shaping up really well. These things do take time, and they are part of our mid to long term strategy, but they are well on their way. We are in the process of uh, putting budgets together, scripts are advancing, uh, we're in casting mode depending on the project, depending on the level of progress, but I can tell you that it's going to be worth waiting for. These okay. are exciting projects and they will be uh, worth the wait. It doesn't sound like this year we should be expecting uh, the first Mattel movies in on. No, that was not the plan, that was not the plan, but yeah. with that said, we are making a lot of progress on Mattel television. This is another part of, another way for us to commercialize our brands. At this point, we have 17 shows, uh, series, and, and specials in production, 25 more projects in development. We recently announced the UNO uh, game show and the Whack-A-Mole game show. We uh, announced distribution for Thomas and Friends series in, with Netflix and Cartoon Network in the US, and more distribution will come in internationally. So a lot of movement there as well, in addition to our film strategy. Film take longer, that's the nature of that business, yeah. but in the meantime, we're making a lot of progress on the content strategy. And on one last thing on the e-commerce side, what percent of your sales do you hope uh, at the end of this year come from online? 
Well, we've just announced very strong performance in our e-commerce and, uh, and, uh, and online retail in 2020. The fourth quarter grew by 40%, and the full year, we actually grew 50%. Mm -hmm. And at this point, it represents a third of our global retail sales. We ended up being the number one manufacturer in e-commerce in the U.S. in the fourth quarter, and we grew our e-commerce share in the U.S. in the fourth quarter, uh, in, uh, for, in the fourth quarter and for the full year. So this remains a key part of our strategy. For American Girl, it is already the majority of the business. The direct-to-consumer is the majority of the business. We ended the year with more than two-thirds of American, American Girl business in, uh, in uh, direct-to-consumer. So mm. it's a big opportunity for us, another growth driver for the company. And it's exciting to see the progress we're making there as well, leveraging the quality of our brands and the built-in interest and fan base that, have, that we have um, uh, uh, around our products.